it was no way I could deny that dark plus sign. You are the mother. Yes, that's how I felt. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is happening. So Aww. I had to go back to work mm-hmm. and act as if nothing happened. Good grief. Hi, everybody. I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. So what are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is pregnant black professional. Mm, been there, done that, have the scars and pounds to show it. Do you now? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so this topic obviously hits close to home for full-time black women, and we wanted to address it here because that's what this platform is all about. We are addressing the full black women because we are black women full time all day every day and mm-hmm. we want to tackle everything so while in the workplace we handle gender and racial stresses on a daily basis we know this but as black pregnant professional women you may have to level up at times in a way that uh, some of our counterparts might not have to think about so today I'll be interviewing full-time black women's own creative, dynamic, awesome, funny, talented Miss Isha Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be talking about her experience while she was pregnant, black, and professional. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into those stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. Hey, we bringing hey, you the facts hey, with some stats for that ass. Yo, Elise. What's that? The Bureau of Labor Statistics Mm -hmm. article published January 2019 shows that according to the National Compensation Survey, just 15 percent of U.S. workers in 2017 had access to employer paid family leave. Mm, That is low. Yeah. (laughs) Those without access consider FMLA, which stands for Family Medical Leave Act, which offers 12 weeks of partial pay or unpaid leave. Okay. Okay. So... uh, 15%. 15%. I know I just said this, but that is really small. And um, so, Isha, did you have access to paid leave while you were pregnant? Um, so, you're asking me if I had access to paid leave, not a yes? Not a yes? That would be a not. <laughs> yeah, it is sad, but it's true. Okay. Okay. Um, so, let me ask you this then. Did the availability of paid leave or would it influence your decisions for future kids? I will say that's a complicated question uh-huh. to answer because yes, you want to make sure you're in a financial state that is beneficial to your family. Right. But at the same time, no, I mean, it's a part of life. Mm-hmm. And if it comes up and you're not in the best standing, guess what? You just fall in with 85% of everybody else. So <laughs> you'll get through it. If we got right. through it once, we'll be able to get through it again. I heard that. The National Partnership for Women and Families wrote in April 2018 Mm -hmm. that only 30 percent of black mothers are both eligible for and able to afford to take unpaid leave under FMLA. Most black mothers are likely to quit or be fired or return to work before they are physically or physically or emotionally ready. That is really crazy. 30 percent. And that's a disproportionate amount, obviously, because it's focusing on black mothers being eligible or not. And then we have to make that decision on a natural thing that's happening to us, whether or not we choose to be fired or quit or just come before come back to work before our time. Like, that's that's crazy to me. What are your thoughts, Isha? I mean, but it goes along with all the other stats that we have shared, which we're breadwinners. Yes. So we don't have the luxury of 
I'll just sit back and somebody else will take care of it while mm-hmm. I heal right. or while I take care of my child. Oh, right. how dare you think about doing those things? Mm-hmm. But um, we have to be the ones to go back and work. You know, I know someone who shared a very personal story with me that said that they went back to work after four weeks oh of giving gosh. birth to a child in a healthcare environment where sickness is rampant. Mm-hmm. You know, you're walking around with open wounds. Anything could happen Anything. and something could just turn to from a regular cold to pneumonia to whatever, right. you know, but she had to put her life at risk because if not, her children weren't going to be able to eat. Oh my goodness. You know, it's unfortunate, but in order to be eligible for the FMLA, you have to be employed with uh, an employer for 12 months mm-hmm. or work a minimum of 1,250 hours. Mm. If you're new on a job, you don't have access to that, but you don't have access to savings. Right. So you can't take an unpaid leave. You right. have to work. And that puts your life in danger and also the life of your child in danger. But yes. push against the wall, you have to do something. And as black women, we just know you just got to get it done. Yep, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. So the National Partnership for Women and Families also mentioned that one in four black workers report there was a time in the past two years that they needed or wanted to take time off for parental family or medical reasons, but could not. Oh my gosh. So you're basically saying I have to choose between taking care of my family, taking care of myself, taking care of, you know, those close to and important to me versus working. Yeah. So taking care of being a nurturer, being something that is innate to me is not, it's, it's, it's not happening basically. No, we live in a <laughs> capitalistic environment, you yeah. know, I mean, country. It's all about the dollars in a sense. Mm, yeah. You have to be kind of robotic right. when it comes to your decisions versus being human mm-hmm. where I want to take care of the ones that I love mm-hmm. to make sure they have time to heal, to make sure I have that time spent with them. If they are unable to heal for something, maybe it's, you know, a hospice situation. Right. Exactly. You know, or just want to, like you said, be what I'm born to be which is a nurturer as a woman Mm -hmm. and i can't i have to make a decision a hard decision that has to drive me towards producing right making money Mm -hmm. i can pay bills so Mm -hmm. we can have a livelihood right so it's just another fact that as black people especially as black women we have a tough situation set ahead of us we do so um isha have you felt that you couldn't take time away from work while you were pregnant or even now that you have your toddler well, while I was pregnant, I didn't want to take time off. Okay. You know, I wanted to make sure that any time that I had that would be paid because I already knew the doom and gloom of being unpaid was coming while I was on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use that time towards being with my child. Right. You know, um, now the fact that he's here as a toddler and situations happen, he gets sick, he can't go to daycare or mm-hmm. whatever. Thankfully, I have a very supportive husband who can you know, spend the time to help take care of him mm-hmm. and we could split it between the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like to do it because I feel, I don't know if it's factual, but I feel right. that if I do take time off to take care of my child, then it's going to negatively impact my career development. Okay. You know, I don't want them to feel as if my focus isn't where it should be in their minds, which is at work versus in the real world that you know occupies most of your time right so it's almost like you move from a duality to automatically a triple strike it's like i'm a woman so automatically i'm considered sensitive and weaker and you know not 
focus because I have this period that comes every month and all of a sudden my hormones uh, <laughs> impair me from making decisions. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm black. So obviously I'm the workhorse. So I'm supposed to be able to throw everything at this worker. Mm-hmm. And if I can't do that now, then she's worth a little less to mm-hmm. me. Um, so now that you're a, you're not only black, you're not only a, a woman, a woman, you are also now a mother. Mm-hmm. So now you're, like you said, your focus is completely gone, apparently in the minds of management to something outside of the job. So can I actually think of her in a, a leadership role if she's always going to be, you know, her children, and her family are going to come first, technically, which is so against research like studies have shown that (laughs) women who are mothers are actually better in management positions because we know how to multitask Mm -hmm. we know how to uh delegate Mm -hmm. um we also know how to have a better relationship with our employees because we're more understanding because we understand things happen right you know don't worry about coming in go ahead we'll handle it just if you can't make up the time if not just take it out of your pto you become relatable exactly Mm -hmm. so studies have shown that women who are mothers actually make better managers to any other people because of the fact that we know how to wear many hats yes and look good doing it absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) how about we get into some of the tips that we have for handling the workplace as a black and pregnant professional Um, one of the first things that you can do is make a plan if you have a plan pregnancy or it's a complete and beautiful surprise take some time to plan out when you will inform management the best days to schedule your appointments or when you'll take your leave and how long you can afford to take basically having a game plan is essential to your preparation um if possible you want to think about when you set your doctor's appointment maybe your doctor's appointment set them during lunch hours or even after work so that way you can conserve your personal time off it doesn't necessarily create a negative perspective from work that you are uh, from management that you're taking time away from work and that you're losing productivity or anything like that but basically having a plan kind of gives you a sense of like a little bit of security a sense of security and that you have something written down that you can turn to in those times where you are focused specifically on your well-being on your baby's well-being on uh, things that might be popping up out of the ordinary out of your day to day that, uh, you know, might take away your focus and make you feel out of whack for a second. Yeah. And know? also when you're pregnant, you have to take into account every pregnancy is different. Yes. You know, you may be hormonal this mm-hmm. pregnancy. You, your hormone shift, maybe you're sad all the time mm-hmm. or you're angry or quick to anger or it could be that you just have pregnancy brain. Pregnancy brain is real. Okay. I've been a I, witness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have tried to start my car with a remote. Oh. The TV remote. Oh. I grabbed the TV remote. And I, oh, my keys. I grabbed the TV remote <laughs> and my keys in my left hand. Uh-huh. Walking down the steps. Oh, I'm sorry. Waddling down uh-huh. the steps to get to my car. Yeah. And I get to my car. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This damn thing isn't working. I'm slapping it in my hands. No. With my keys jingling in the other hands. And I'm like, what is going? Oh, I done grabbed the, uh, <laughs> the, what's the Amazon remote? thing. Oh, the, the, the fire, fire stick. stick. I grabbed the fire stick remote. Perfect. Trying to unlock my car in the fire stick remote. And I just had to laugh at myself, you know, and put it in my purse like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, girl, you're crazy. At <laughs> least you can laugh about it. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> 
yes. <laughs> so having a plan is important because you yes. never know how you're going to float. You never know. <laughs> your mind's going to float during that time. <laughs> so the next step um, is to know your employer's policies. Mm. Review your benefits and corporate policies to know what you are entitled to. Mm-hmm. This is very important because when it comes to your job and your job security, you want to make sure that that black and white as up to what you're trying to do right. and it's fitting into your plan, not your plan fitting into it. Mm-hmm. So you need to research and contact the appropriate HR personnel for handling your maternity leave to check your eligibility. Now, as I stated before, I wasn't eligible because I haven't been employed in my employer. I mean, I haven't been employed for 12 months mm-hmm. or I didn't work uh, the 1,250 hours that were required to get the FMLA. However, if you have, just make sure that you have it in writing Mm -hmm. i would advise you contact hr via email because those people switch up every time you call you might get a different answer so get it in email save all your communication i had a maternity folder that i kept with my i kept with me i put it in my purse and it never stayed in my at my desk Mm -hmm. it wasn't exposed i made sure i had all this information printed out and prepared for any argument that may come my way. <laughs> um, also, it's just it's just beneficial to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes a lot of the stress off of your shoulders of thinking, how is my job going to be impacted? Because this is something new to me. This is my first pregnancy, you know, mm-hmm. my first child. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how everything worked out and I'm new at this job. So I didn't have anybody to ask, right. you know, hey, how did you handle this? Right. And yeah. So um, do not, and I repeat, do not expect anyone to tell you anything. Mm. Find out for yourself. Just because it worked for Karen or just because it worked for Sharonda mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. So find out what works for you. And you have to put the work in to find and understand how your employment will be impacted before, during, and after maternity leave. Wow, that is serious. So really... Don't trust nobody's word. And build your case. Get it in writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and have a plan. So the next tip for being a black and pregnant professional is best practice. Make sure your management is the first to know of your pregnancy. Do not go around telling your friend Sharonda first and telling your friend Karen first or telling you know, everybody at your cubicle first before you tell management, because you don't want them to hear third party. You you don't want it to be a situation where they feel like, oh, well, she doesn't she doesn't respect me or she doesn't mm-hmm. trust me or anything like that. You just want to make sure that they know before you let anybody else know. And um, during your meeting with management, make sure you discuss some of these things. Number one, when you plan to take your leave so that they can start preparing a plan and you can work with them in order to prepare a prepare a plan (laughs) (laughs) for uh, who will take care of what when you're gone. Um, Also the length of your maternity leave and your prospective return date. Um, Seek special approvals if necessary, if you do not meet the eligibility guidelines for FMLA. So make sure that you start working on this as soon as possible with management in order to get things done. So you're not scrambling last minute, uh, trying to make sure that you have your approvals and stuff set the day before you plan to take your leave. Um, make sure you discuss any adjustments to your work responsibilities during your pregnancy, whether that means that you are working less hours, whether that means that you are doing a less stressful job, a less um, physically in impacted job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard nothing wrong. Thank that you, sounds great to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
Um, but just make sure that you discuss with your management changes to your work responsibilities that will assist you to have a stress-free pregnancy because this is a time where you need to make sure you take care of yourself in order to take care of your baby. Also prepare a list of your core responsibilities to be handled during your leave. So this is good to have so that management doesn't have to figure out what you do, even though they should know. They don't have to figure out what you do in order to try to throw things at people while you're gone. So create a list of all the things that you do on a daily basis, all of your tasks and responsibilities so that they can be distributed to uh, the coworkers on your team um, appropriately. And so that management isn't, you know, trying to figure things out on the fly while you're out. And so that they're not calling you while you're away, too. Mm-hmm. Do not bother me on my maternity leave. Exactly. And lastly. New phone, who this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then lastly, after your meeting with your manager, send a follow-up email detailing your discussion so you can add it to your maternity folder, as Isha mentioned. You want to make sure you have things in writing so that nobody can come back and be like, oh, I don't remember you telling me this. Or mm-hmm. I don't remember you asking for approval for this. Or I don't remember X. Y and Z, you want to make sure there are no questions that uh, can be left to last minute, you know, trying to figure stuff out. And also you want to make sure you CYA cover your ass because people tend to get amnesia when you're not in the office to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden everything is your fault or she didn't do this. Well, she didn't tell me or I wasn't aware of it. Oh no, boo boo. Yes. Check email exhibit ABC one, two, three. Yes. Because I sent that to you at this date and don't worry. I see C management. They're aware of it. Exactly. So C Y A. Yeah. That is the word of this topic yes cover your ass anything that affects money or productivity you need to cover your ass Mm -hmm. thank you for that another uh, tip for being a pregnant black professional is to stack that cash now this is important uh regardless of whether you're pregnant or not but especially when you are about to have a baby if you're considering unpaid leave you need to start building up your savings to have enough to cover the time you need to take for you and your baby If you're considering unpaid leave or even partial paid leave, you need to start building up a maternity fund to have enough to cover uh, things that are unexpected, things that may come up um, that are out of the ordinary. Your doctor's appointment, preparing for, you know, the nursery or having your diapers or things that you need to buy ahead of time before baby arrives. You just want to have as much as possible to cover bills and things like that while you are on unpaid leave. The best case scenario, save enough money to match your take home earnings for the period you plan to be out of work. For instance, if you plan to take 12 weeks of maternity leave, make sure your maternity fund has at least six paychecks. So if you take home $1,000 after taxes, your maternity fund should have $6,000 in it. And if you're eligible for FMLA partial pay, you can account for that in the amount towards your maternity fund in addition to whatever savings that you build um, outside of that. Yeah, so my husband and I, we actually did an online savings account awesome. once we found out we were um, expecting mm-hmm. and we would put away money from each of our paychecks every week um, to go towards that fund. Um, just it was easier to do online because we didn't have quick access to it. Right. You know, like if you do something at your bank and you have a card attached to it, you can mm-hmm. just go to agent. You know, I do need this. Oh, well, we have to do, you know, when yeah. it's online, it's going to take a few days to get transferred to your account and everything. So that was the best way for us to handle it. That was really smart. 
Mm-hmm. And we also didn't want to make we wanted to make sure we didn't feel the impact of the fact that I was going to have unpaid maternity leave. So mm-hmm. having the full amount of my paycheck, uh, my full amount of my paycheck saved for six paychecks saved in our having the full amount of our <laughs> six paychecks saved away uh-huh. did uh kind of uh help us relieve some stress Absolutely. that was to come and having some savings put away was necessary and it was a blessing because during my maternity leave my husband had to have emergency surgery oh my goodness so that was completely unexpected you right. know didn't know that was going to happen we thought that time was just for us to enjoy our child but mm-hmm. turn around no he had to have emergency surgery so i'm trying to heal trying to take care of a being that never has been here before right. so he's learning every single day and also take care of my husband oh. during that period so it was a lot but we were so thankful that we had that money mm-hmm. put away for emergencies wonderful wonderful so the last step when it comes to preparing to be a black professional um pregnant professional is to advocate for yourself Mm. you know i'm a huge advocate of advocating for yourself yes you are speak up sis (laughs) say it again okay speak up sis right (laughs) no one's going to do it for you no if you need time off speak up Mm -hmm. know your rights so you can speak up Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to speak up (laughs) you need you know like uh, maybe i need an adjustment to my work schedule or maybe i need some flexibility to my job responsibilities speak up Mm -hmm. closed mouth m-o-u-f right does not get fed i heard nothing wrong okay if you have the conversation that at least detail earlier with your management Mm -hmm. make sure these discussions are made then now if you don't have it during the discussion with your management and it's something that comes up afterwards you can always follow up and say hey you have 15 minutes i have something i need to discuss with you or send an email Mm -hmm. always follow up an email cya believe me i know it's easier said than done but if necessary you need to request your doctor to provide a note an adjustment to your role at work or maybe even early leave now once you present the doctor's notes to your management and hr they have to abide by it okay Mm -hmm. they can't pick and choose when they want to listen or not because believe me they don't want those lawsuit cases right something unfortunately does happen and you try to tell them Mm -hmm. um you definitely want to check with your residing state doctor's note policy because each state is different some of them don't have to abide by it so make sure you google and see if that's possible within your state to do now be sure to communicate directly with your management and hr once again through email yes (laughs) yes for any requests issues or solutions you may have concerning your time at work um you want to print and save all the communication to your maternity folder you better have a paper trail always have a paper trail because <laughs> you just never know you, you have to advocate because you no know, like i said before no one else is going to do it for you so mm-hmm. speak up sis yeah so let's get into this interview miss isha Are you ready yes i am okay so tell me what was your pregnancy like my pregnancy was easy as pie. Really? Yeah, I didn't have any morning sickness. Clampsy. I didn't have preeclampsia. I didn't have the sugar. Oh, okay. I didn't have any of that stuff. So I had a very, very easy pregnancy. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it was a blessing. Yes. So how far along did you wait before telling management? I waited to tell management um, until my second trimester. 
Okay. You know, you know, you want to make sure the pregnancy is viable and everything. Right, and stuff. Right. So you was, uh, you couldn't cover up like in the, the sitcoms and stuff, like how you hide behind like sofas and stuff yeah, like that no. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I went into my second trimester. Um, and also I wanted to, I had to tell him because I was like, I have no more clothes right now to be able to hide this pregnancy. So it's busting out. <laughs> they want the world to know that this belly about to grow. It's pumping. <laughs> no, it's bumping. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I told him. Okay. <laughs> so, when you told managers, did you feel they were supportive? I was afraid initially that they would not be supportive because, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, my pregnancy was a very unique situation, or at least to me. I yeah. don't know anyone close to me who has gone through what I went through. Uh-huh. Um, but since I was new and new employee, mm-hmm. I'll just go into my whole story. Okay. How about okay. that? Go ahead. <laughs> Got it's your guess. time. Where I keep you little snippets and stuff, but let's go. Picture it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm a new employee. Uh-huh. Okay. My third day of work. I don't feel like myself okay. okay now weeks prior i've been talking to my best friend and telling her you know period should have been here i don't know what's going on and mm-hmm. she was like oh i think you're pregnant i'm like girl shut up no i'm not and she's <laughs> like uh go ahead and take a test i'm like why am i waste my money on a test when i know i'm not pregnant because i, uh, uh, I feel my period coming right. it didn't come so then i went ahead and got a test uh-huh and i took the test and i was like negative now i told her ass i wasn't pregnant and she already got in my mind i'm about to have a right. baby or something like that so i went to work and then i went home for lunch and something just told me take that second test in the box yeah i took the test and boom okay that plus <laughs> sign was thick as hell really okay. yes it was it was 3d it was Stop popping it. off of the test into my eye okay i had a but bend down and get out of the way. If not, it would have knocked me out because it was no way I could deny that dark plus sign. You are the mother. Yes. That's <laughs> how I felt. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is happening. So Aww. I had to go back to work mm-hmm. and act as if nothing happened. Good grief. This is what day three. Said. This is day three. Uh-huh. I relocated from the Midwest to the South uh-huh. by myself. Oh, wow. Two weeks after saying I do. Oh my gosh. So two weeks after my wedding, I relocated from the Midwest to the South by myself to start a new job. My mm-hmm. husband, new husband was still in um, the Midwest mm-hmm. working. He wasn't sure whether or not his job was going to allow him to transfer or work from home or telework right. um, to where I was located. And boom, I found out this information that I'm actually carrying a life. Oh my goodness. And I have no clue what the next steps are going to be. Will I have to go through this pregnancy by myself mm-hmm. while my husband is still working Yeah, um, in the Midwest? Or would I be the one girl at the Lamas class, you know, with no partner Aww. or be at the doctor's appointments and trying to have excitement about the baby kicking and moving and mm-hmm. no one else is there with me or how yeah. would I handle once the baby comes here? Like if he can't find another job somewhere else, like will I have to have my baby in daycare all day while I'm right. working or just how will we co-parent it? It was just oh so gosh. many things that were going through my mind because it was something that was unexpected. Yeah. Yet once again, a blessing. I'm right. not saying that, 
oh, this baby came and changed my life. No, mm-hmm. it, I was so excited because I've always wanted to be a mom, but mm-hmm. now to have it happening, you know, but with all the other circumstances that were around me, right. I didn't truly know how to handle it. So when I went to tell my management about my pregnancy, I was nervous because I didn't want them to be like, you just started and now you're about to be like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> see you when I see you. Right. <laughs> you know, but no, he my manager just had his first grandchild two months before I let him know about mm-hmm. my pregnancy. So he was still on the high of that. And also I think that's just who he is as a person. Yeah. He was like, um, can I hug you? Aww. Because this is wonderful news. I don't want you to think it's anything other than that. This is very, very wonderful. That's Congratulations. Good. So after that, I felt supported by management. Oh, okay. So you weren't supported otherwise at work. No. Okay. The comments that I heard from people were like, oh, you just got here and I yeah, already about to have a baby. Mm-mm. Um, This job does not determine whether or not I procreate or not. So, oh. I mean, okay. <laughs> I like that. You yeah. know, and also some of my coworkers, I did announce it during a team meeting and the people who, you know, I already had a fairly decent, you know, relationships with like mm-hmm. I said it's early on I only been there for three months by the time I let him know mm-hmm. and they were happy and I said like, oh my that is wonderful congratulations yeah. but the overall tone was kind of like what <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that that is exactly how no. the response was and I'm like okay really oh well <laughs> that's awful that mm-hmm. is awful so I could only imagine that that would also create some stress having your work co-workers kind of like negative about the brand new life that you are bringing into this world but so how did you balance work stress and negative co-workers with your pregnancy um thankfully I had a good core of people within my department who make sure I didn't feel stressed during my pregnancy wonderful you know if it came to them taking over some of my responsibilities put it down I got it you know or uh don't worry I handle things to make sure that your things got a little bit of an extension or Mm -hmm. don't worry go ahead into your doctor's appointment I'll write down notes for you from the team meeting and stuff so I had a good amount of people including my management who made sure that I was not stressed at all during my pregnancy. Oh, that's wonderful. They blocked the they blocked the stressors okay. away from me. So I'm, I, like I'm I was blessed when it came to that. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. I know that is sometimes few and far between. So I'm glad that you had it. Mm-hmm. So the healthline.com discussed postpartum recovery and stated at six weeks, most are cleared for physical and sexual activity, and those who have a C-section can once again drive and lift. However, mentally you may be exhausted overwhelmed or possibly experienced postpartum depression. So Isha, did you feel ready to return to work at six weeks? Absolutely not. Okay. Like I remember sitting in the recliner holding my baby, actually nursing him. And I looked at my phone and I checked the date and I was like, wow, he's six weeks today. Mm -hmm. I could have been going back to work today. Mm. I was not physically ready to go back to work. Yeah. And I was not emotionally ready to go back to work. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine having to get up, get dressed and go and sit at that desk for eight hours. Wow. Not having my baby. Yeah. You know, like my mind wasn't there Mm -hmm. at the time in six weeks. So no, I couldn't. I feel bad for women who have to go back in six weeks because so many things 
have changed right. from who you were during your pregnancy while you were working to who you are now six weeks. And if you're or someone like me who had a C-section, mm-hmm. I was still healing, you know, internally and externally. I was still healing. I, I couldn't deal with being uh, focused at a job at the time. Yeah. And also having to deal with the sleep, sleep deprivation. Right. You know? like, right. My baby was off schedule or he was on his schedule. He was off my schedule. <laughs> right. You <know? laughs> and you still have kind of pregnancy brain at that time, you mm-hmm. know, trying to feed the baby the other end of the bottle. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so the way around. So, yeah, no, I can't imagine going back in six weeks. Oh, my goodness. Um, another website, thebalancecareers.com, wrote that 70% of women report taking time off following pregnancy with an average maternity leave of 10 weeks. So I know you took as much time as possible. How do you, how long did you decide to take and how did you feel at 10 weeks versus the date that you actually decided to go back? At 10 weeks, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of ready to come back. I'm tired of being in this house. I am tired of this regular schedule. I don't know how many episodes of Maury I could watch. Okay. (laughs) Like I, I, I was really contemplating coming back early okay even though i fought for my 12 weeks uh-huh i was really thinking about maybe 10 weeks i could go back because once again i'm unpaid yeah you know mm-hmm. and not only am i not receiving a paycheck mm-hmm. in order to keep our health insurance active mm-hmm. i had to send a, send a paycheck every two weeks to the insurance company in order for us to have health insurance while i was out of work right so it was like financially we're good uh-huh. but we could always be better right and also i'm tired of being in this house so i was ready to come back early but i'm glad you and a few yeah, other people talked me out of it say, i was really <laughs> like you about to what yeah like, i think i'm gonna come back early and maybe they'll help them look at me differently when it comes no, to ma'am. my career development and everything and maybe they're like wow she came back early and she really care about this team and maybe we should look at her so you know no man i thought that but then the guy was like you know what Bump it. I'm gonna have to work for the next so and so years of my life. Exactly. I'm gonna enjoy right. these last two weeks with my baby. And Absolutely. I'm glad that was one of the best decisions I made. I'm so glad. I am so, so glad. So what was it like coming back to work? Hell psych no. <laughs> mm, not all the way. Not all the way. Well, coming back to work. I was, like I said, happy to be out of the house because you start to get, you know, cabin fever. Yeah. You know, when you're inside all day long mm-hmm. with a baby and on their schedule. Mm-hmm. It was good to be out amongst people. Okay. I wanted to be at home with my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was my life. I was sitting there caring for him and now I'm sitting here punching numbers and right. it just didn't seem right. It just didn't seem natural to me. Yeah. Um, I had an easy transition, I feel, because... No, no, the transition was not easy. <laughs> Who am I talking to? Girl, pay attention. Um, I came back two or three weeks before busy season. Okay. So busy season, you're expected to work 10, 12 hour days. Okay. And that's when I came back mm. after being off for 12 weeks oh with a newborn. Oh. And seriously, I say this all the time. I have no idea how I did not have a breakdown during when I came back from maternity leave because that's the worst time of the year. Yeah. I'm still going through these hormonal changes, these yeah. physical changes, these yeah. emotional changes. I'm taking care of a whole new being. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dealing with the fact that I'm not with my little being. Yeah. You know, while I'm at work. Yeah. And then also I have other responsibilities that I never had to have before. Right. But somehow 
I survived. You did. You did. And I am proud of you for doing so. I am because that, I like I said, like you said, I don't know how you did it. Yeah. But then again, I guess it comes down to we don't just survive. We thrive as black women. Mm-hmm. So you, you. I had no other choice. You had no other choice. You rose above. <laughs> so I remember you also decided to breastfeed, right? Yes. It was the best. I actually. Missed it a little bit. Do you? Mm-hmm. Aww. It was our time. Yeah. So how was your experience managing that while working? Huh. Well, like I said, I came back during busy season. So can you imagine working 10, 12 hours and trying to pump in a closet for... In a four? closet? Yes. Well, that's a whole other yeah. discussion we'll that we there. will have to get into. Yes. Um. But yeah, like five six times i had to take breaks so while everybody else was working getting uh-huh. stuff done you know mm-hmm. i'm running because i'm like oh, oh they're getting too big ah, they're getting too, they're swollen mm-hmm. they gotta go handle it so yeah trying to pump and make sure that i continue that commitment that i made mm-hmm. when my baby was born that i was going to breastfeed him yeah and i was able to breastfeed him for a full 14 and a half months that is yeah. awesome yep while working i pumped and I nursed when I went home mm-hmm. and yeah, just making sure that I stuck to it. And believe me, it was hard. It were sometimes I was like, mm, formula looking good. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, shake it up, shake it up. Hey. You know, but I was like, no, I said I'm going to do it. And the, the cost savings mm-hmm. was nice. And also, like I said, that was our bonding time. Right. That was our time to spend with each other after that crazy hustle and bustle day of getting him ready, drop him yeah. off, you know, getting him dressed, get myself dressed, packing lunches, packing bottles and everything else. It was just nice for us to sit and just look at each other and say, <sighs> another Aww. day in the books, huh? That <laughs> yeah. is so sweet. That is awesome. So tell me this. Did you use any of the five tips that we provided uh, pregnant black professionals here? Yep. Every single last one. Yeah. I made sure I did my research and built the game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when it came to stack that cash, as I mentioned before, we did the online savings account to make mm-hmm. sure we had enough money to cover any expenses. And my discussion I had with management, I went over all those points that you made mm-hmm. earlier. So, yeah, I feel like I did. All five, maybe even a little bit more. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, Asia, I want to really sit and take this time to thank you for sharing your story and being transparent and, you know, telling the listeners what your experience was. And I hope that some of them were able to learn from this and relate to it as well. And I really do appreciate you taking the time today to um, be interviewed and go over how it is to be a black pregnant professional. Oh yeah, absolutely. I also wanted to just add the best advice I can give mm-hmm. is to make sure you enjoy your pregnancy. I mean, as much as you can. So your baby's health isn't affected by stress. As we have mentioned many times before, stress is the number one factor for uh, not only the death of us, but also infant mortality, mm-hmm. you know, especially black women are disproportionately impacted by infant mortality because of so many factors with medical health care, lack thereof, access to poor health care, mm-hmm. or even the fact that we are just built differently and we have to carry everything on our backs. Yeah. It's kind of hard to try to use whatever energy you have left over to fuel the growing being of a baby inside of your inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um your health and the health of your baby is on your unborn baby is more important than any job. Your life is about to change for the better. 
Sometimes the worst, but for the most part, for the better. Um, so you just have to make sure you surround yourself with those who want the best for you yes. and your baby and advocate for yourself, sis. Speak up, sis. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you once again. And remember, ladies, uh, this is actually, don't remember, just know, that this <laughs> is going to be um, a new series, a Black maternity series, where we will cover different topics like building a baby bank, uh, managing stress while pregnant, and preparing for postpartum. So write in with any questions and share your experience with being a pregnant black professional at hashtag or with hashtag FTBW pregnant on all of our social medias. That's again, hashtag FTBW pregnant. Join our Facebook group at uh, Full Time Black Women Conversations and share your experiences and your stories as a black pregnant professional. Or contact us through our blog at www.fulltimeblackwoman.com. And we just want to say congratulations and many blessings from us to you during your beautiful journey of motherhood. Absolutely. Keep glowing, sis. Ooh, I like that. So remember, ladies, we're here for you full time from coffee to wine. And always play your power perfectly. Peace. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Full-Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full-Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. Have something to add to today's topic? Join our Facebook group, Full-Time Black Woman Conversations. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full-Time Black Woman or on Twitter at FT Black Woman. <laughs>